Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, June the 21st in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, proper week seven, which is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Wednesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at one of the extra passages that float around in this week of the Revised Common Lectionary, in this week of the church's calendar year. And so for this week and next week, um, we're going to pick the Wednesday text along the this uh, Jeremiah journey and thread that the lectionary is going through. So this week, we'll go to Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 7 through 13. So let me read that passage, write a couple of points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and when I rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 through 13. You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name. His word is in my heart like a fire fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering terror on every side. Denounce him. Let's denounce him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying, perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance on them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. This is the word of God for us. Boy, oh boy, if you go back to the Hebrew in the first couple verses of our passage today, you're going to find something rather interesting there. Um, And all we got to say is that Jeremiah is using some very strong language. And this is the part of Jeremiah's story that we call the complaints of Jeremiah. This is one of the last ones in this section of complaints. And he's got a lot to complain about. you, You can recall back in chapter one, I mean, Jeremiah claims to be called since the time he was born. Right? And so he's got this touch of destiny upon him. And he goes out and he ministers, I think, with some sort of a confidence that because God has set him apart that early in his life, that he would be successful. And not that he needed to be you know, praised or he needed maybe that uh, type of notoriety, but you just go with these expectations. Like if God wants to speak to his people and if God has raised me up this early in life to prepare me so that I can be fit and ready for the day that he wants me to serve, like you would expect that God would also be preparing the audience to receive the message. And so Jeremiah is just dismayed, right? He has set up, it seems like, at least in the ways that we read that, you know, just a kind of a, a real quick reading of Jeremiah. It seems like he's set up to fail. And why wouldn't you feel ripped off because of that, right? And so Jeremiah is lobbing this complaint. And this complaint's getting pretty serious, right? It's not like he's 
complaining about stuff that's outside of his control or that's kind of away from his day-to-day life. I mean, look what he says here. He says, um, I hear many whispering terror on every side. Denounce him. Let's denounce him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. He's got like some frenemies here, right? Some toxic relationships. So these people are around him, but they're not there to like support him. Like they're they're kind of waiting around for his downfall so they can pounce on him and have revenge upon him. I mean, this is just a stunning thing. So we're comforted towards the end where uh, he begins to say, Lord, why don't you examine all of our hearts, including mine? And if I pass that examination and test, then perhaps you'll give me some safety and comfort and allow me to go away from this place. He says, Lord, Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance on them. For to you, I have committed my cause. Strong prayer request, right? He wants God to do some work on his behalf. Because, I mean, we see the math. Like we, we understand the algebra, right? Jeremiah's task has been a struggle. He feels like he's receiving hardship because of the call of God on his life. And so he wonders if the equation works in the other way. After all this service I've given to your cause, after all of this, these, uh, you know, these slights and these subtractions that I've received in my life, do you suppose you can, you know, do some subtraction for some other people's lives? I mean, doesn't your heart just kind of reach out for Jeremiah here? And he wants to not say anything. We go back up to verse 9. Verse 9 is lifted out of context. And you can put it on your email uh, signature, whatever it is. Many a preacher uses this as a rally cry for their sermons. But, I mean, Jeremiah, he must have been thinking about it. Like, what if I just don't say anything? Like, if I say stuff, I get in trouble, I lose friends. Like, what if I just go without saying? He's like, it's impossible to do. He said, his words are in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. When I hold it in, I get weary and I can't, I can't hold it in, right? So Jeremiah's in a tough spot. Whenever he speaks, hardship comes his way. Whenever he tries to stay silent, he's just compelled to speak. Um, And we just wonder, is there ever going to be an end to this tragedy of his life. And as we continue to read the book of Jeremiah, we know that it leads to his arrest, um, that the things that he's talking about, it comes to way later fulfillment, you know, too little, too late. There really is no embracing of him. He gets to the end of his days and his ministry has been important because it prepared the people of God for the hardship that they face uh, before and during exile. But man, don't we wish that he could have like, I don't know, banked it all away and cashed in on it. And it could ultimately lead to him having some sort of respite at the end of his days, but he's just had this life of hardship, right? So this is something that's tough for us. Because don't don't we want to say, like, if you donate your life to God, it's going to add up to blessings on the other side. And uh, that happens to many people. Like, we, at least people craft their stories that way, don't they? But then, like, the, you know, the the critical mind says, yeah, what about Jeremiah though? Like Jeremiah, it just didn't happen that way. And so maybe one of these days in the far beyond, if we get a chance to track Jeremiah down on the other side, we could say, Hey man, was it worth it? Like, was it worth all the hardship? And I think that we're hoping that he would say yes, because our lives aren't uh, sanitized from hardship. We're not going to be exempt for like having to stand into a, a gap in a hard place and maybe even lo- lose some friends over it. Right? Like, not, who knows? Like we're not that special. Like we're not God's gift. 
uh, to life to where we won't maybe be exposed to some sort of these hardships. And so we have to begin to just calculate, like, you know, with the chips that we have in front of us, with the cards that are going to be played, what are we going to push in the middle? Like, what's going to be our faith wager? Will we follow God even when life gets tough? Now, this is not some crowd control tactic that some religious leaders have where they say, hey, like your faith of life is not counting unless it's hard. Like, I'm not even going to say that. Like, I haven't come to know Christ that way. Okay. Life is challenging in and of itself, right? Let alone what it means to be called by God. But I think we can have empathy for Jeremiah here. It's one thing to like have hardships in a different area of life than your faith life, right? Like if you had a hardship, um, maybe at work, but your work is um, uh, is necessarily hard. Like it, this is a hard occupation. But you could like go to church on the weekend and say, "Man, I'm so glad that I have this because it gives me a break from the hardships that I face at the office." And Jeremiah didn't have that luxury. Like his occupation was his faith, and his faith was hard, man. And so there's just simply no rest, no break for him. But I think what we see is Jeremiah's, even though his he's being challenged, and even though he's got some strong words and some complaints to God, like he still wants to praise God, right? He he still says, you know what? You're still the most lovely being that I could ever imagine encountering. And because of that, I want to keep on praising you. I want to keep on worshiping you. Does that alleviate the challenge? No. Like, does it even like justify the hardship? I don't think so. But what we can admire is Jeremiah's like, you know what? I still have this companionship with God and um, it's enough. And I'll continue to move forward knowing that God, you are with me. And maybe that meets somebody today here on When I Rise. Like, we just have a lot of hardship and we've been trying to like sketch it out on the scratch paper. Like, why is this happening? When is it going to end? Do I have enough in the tank to get to the end, right? And to the blessing, to, to, the, to, to the respite. And uh, maybe we could look at Jeremiah and say, you know what? Like he didn't have any clarity, but he kept on going. And uh, I hope that that meets somebody who might need it this morning. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice this morning because you're a God who's in relationship with us. And in relationship, we can be honest. Uh, we can air our complaints and our grievances because we trust the bond that we have together. And we thank you that you established that bond on your own. Uh, we were wandering away, but you chased us down. You brought us into your family and you called us sons and daughters. And because of that, we will ever be grateful. And uh, we just look at Jeremiah's life. We can show sympathy for his situation. We also know that we face hardships and sometimes the hardship has to do with our faith and sometimes it doesn't. And so for those of us who empathize with Jeremiah, where our struggle is intertwined with an issue of our faith, we ask for your grace. God, for those of us who are able to compartmentalize the hardship from the faith, we thank you for that gift and we pray that we might sympathize with others in our life and be that um, caring, compassionate presence for all people. And so we thank you for Jeremiah's life. We think that in all things, he still desired to worship you, even though he didn't have all of his questions answered, and even though uh, people admired him too little, way too late, he was able to be buoyed and sustained by life in you. And so we pray that might be our legacy as well, is that we have learned to rest in you. And because of that, we are able to thrive in times of plenty and in times of hardship. So we pray that you administer to those who are in the low place today. May they be lifted because of your great love for us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.